there it is. The greatest advance in television since color television itself. Okay, boys, here we go. everybody and welcome back to not a bomb watches cowboy bebop the number one podcast on game of me i'm your host brad anderson and with me as always is lover of all things part rock troy sour troy how are you doing really so <laughs> i was jet black last week uh-huh now i'm a fart rock lover okay lover of all things fart rock yeah, you said you like you I, like you like creed so you're i lover do of all things fart rock fine so. i can't wait to what sammy's intro is go ahead well uh i let's see what do i got for sammy uh also joining us is um from parts unknown how about that is uh sammy from the tt the, the ggtmc which i just contradicted myself because i said from parts unknown and then i said from the tg the GGTMC. So I'm sorry. Sammy. What are you Sammy, on are tonight? You You've got to use your words, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Sammy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Do you all remember when wrestlers would come out to, to the parts unknown? Oh yeah. 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 There was the mysterious, dangerous heel typically. Yeah. I think Kane came out to, he was one of them. I want to say the ultimate warrior, I believe was the big one. He was from parts unknown. I think and Sammy, and, and Sammy. And yeah. Sammy. Papa Shango. Kamala might have yeah. Kamala might have been yeah. that Ugandan giant, yeah, mm. yeah, and Sammy. So yes, hey, yeah. So what are we uh, what are we here to do tonight, guys? We're, we're continuing. Yeah, we're continuing this little journey, right? So none of us bailed. We're on episode no, no, three we're, and we're four back. of this series. Yeah, so we're back. Uh, we're talking about episode three, Honky Talk Woman, and episode four, uh, Gateway Shift, uh, Shuffle, Shuffle. I'm sorry, Gateway Shuffle. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, honky tonk woman guys. Um, I'm going to try through my notes to synopsize this episode because a lot of things happen and help me out if you can, because like I said, I feel like the first 10 minutes of this episode has a lot of stuff going on. So, um, honky tonk woman again, kind of starts off on its own, um, has really no continuation really from one episode one or two. I feel like if you came in on episode three, you would still probably be okay. Do you guys agree with that? Like if yeah. episode three was your first episode, you'd be fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You probably would be. Uh, although I do think uh, seeing episode one and two, it adds context to this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we are introduced to a mysterious woman. Um, she is walking into an herbal uh, medical shop. Maybe a weed shop. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> yeah. she is uh, confronted by some um, syndicate guys. Um, do you guys remember the quote that she had? Yeah, something about the first rule of like a gunfight is always, you know, shoot first or kill the other person or something. Yeah, that you know, the first rule of combat, shoot them before they shoot you. Yeah, well, hey, that makes sense. It's wise yeah. advice. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
this uh, woman, um, we don't know her name just yet. She is captured by this syndicate and taken to a ship. Um, and the guy on this, uh, his name is Gordon. He is a, uh, I think he is a casino owner himself. Um, obviously, he's a criminal. He's a bad guy. Um, and he keeps talking to her and calling her, what's it, Alice Poker? Um <laughs> Poker Alice. Sorry, Poker Alice. (laughs) Poker Alice, who was a a famous poker player um, back in the day. And basically, he hires her to get back something, uh, which we learn is a mysterious chip. And uh, she is then whisked away to, um, I think the casino is called Spiders from Mars. Does anyone know what that is in reference to? Anyone, anyone. I feel like a Bowie song, maybe. It is. It's the you know uh, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, oh, I'm not okay. even. I'm not even a huge Bowie guy. But yeah, so that is a that is a David Bowie reference. Um, and then we see our boys Spike and Jet coming into the casino. Spike does one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah, Troy. What is that? Swallows the cigarette. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys know how I am about cigarettes. So uh, <laughs> seeing seeing him well. a a. Swallow it and then later on spit it back up is the grossest thing. Yeah. Sounds like an adult podcast all of a sudden. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I think I learned about that at Clark's once. (laughs) Uh, So um, anyway, uh, on that note, uh, so Spike goes and uh, sits down at the table. Well, first we see uh, our three guys from episode one. The three uh, worker guys. Did you notice they were playing back rack? Yeah. Yep. yep. I, like I, th- that. I thought that was the same three characters. I thought it was. Yep. Yep. That was a, um, a nice back. little call out. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then uh, Spike sits down at this girl's table and she basically wipes them out. And then we kind of get a little flashback that Gordon says that this person is supposed to lose all their money and then give her a chip at the end as a tip. But this chip is a special chip, and then she's to return that chip to him, and then she could be set free. I think the confluence of events here is a little weird because Spike and the guy really don't look that much alike. Um, but she confuses the those two people, and when Spike doesn't give her the chip, she freaks out. Um, and then all of a sudden, Spike runs into the guy conveniently, and their chips fall out on the floor, and Spike picks up the chip in question and the other guy gets the other chip. And uh, then I, you know, I feel like there's a lot that goes on at the very beginning. And then, you know, there's some, some fights and things like that. You know, her ship, I think it's called the red tail uh, makes an appearance. I, I like her ship a lot. Um, there's kind of a shootout spike and the girl escape as you know, spike gets her onto the bebop. We learned through uh, Big Shots, which we did talk about Big Shots, the Bounty Hunter show, um, which I like a lot. I think it's pretty funny um, that uh, her name is Faye Valentine, and she has a bounty of, what was it, six million? Um, yeah, six million Wulangs. And um, did I miss anything kind of on the big part, right? So, you know, we're, we're she's captured, and she's they, they get double handcuff her to the toilet, which is kind of funny. Um, that would be uh, toilet humor. Oh yes, yes. I mean, I guess there's worse places you could be, you know, handcuffed to. Because yeah, I mean, I guess had to go. Funny. You're right there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, she can't really do a whole lot. Anyway, we learned that the dog's name is Ein, which the German part of me thinks that that's number one. Like Ein is one <laughs> in German. I, I don't know if that is actually what it's for. And then, uh, of course, Jet, being the smart guy he is, learns about the chip and the microchip inside. It's like a crypto breaker, I think is what they call it. And then the Bebop is then attacked by Gordon. Um, there is kind of this exchange for the chip for 30 million. And of course, Gordon's guys try to kill Spike. There's like this, the suit kind of looks very, uh, I was getting like a 2001, a space odyssey vibe to that, that, um, space suit. Yep. Um, and then of course they try to kill him. Um, Gordon's ship is blown up and, um, that's kind of how it, how it ends. And then Faye kind of gets away. So this is the, spoiler. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, spoiler. I, Hey, we already said, it. so, <laughs> so, Faye, so Faye, uh, Faye is, uh, escapes at the end and we kind of get the whole, uh, spike and jet don't capture the bounty like they're supposed to. Um, so now they're over three, which Troy, you're going to say you have a problem with that because that's the first thing I thought about when she gets away. Is that right? Yeah, well, she steals their... So there's supposed to be a trade-off between the chip and money. And there's going to be a double cross. And it doesn't go as planned. And Faye runs off with all the money. Um, and of course, Spike and Jet are now left with this chip that uh, is useless, which kind of... I was a little confused about that. They can't they can't use the the microchip in the chip anymore? Yeah, that I... I wonder, I can't remember if that gets brought back up later. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't think they can use it anymore. Um, okay. So they have a worthless, worthless ship because they actually take it back to the casino, right? Yep. They're yeah. going to gamble it because that's yep. all it's worth now. Yep. That's all they, that's all they have left. I, I actually really like this episode quite a bit. I'll start off um, with my thoughts. I like this episode a lot. I like the casino setting. Um, I like the, Spike kind of getting one ups by this woman. Um, of course, there's some creepy anime stuff that goes along with her. She's very uh, <laughs> scantily clad and um, super skinny, but uh, very uh, gifted in other areas. And um, men are, yeah. uh, you know, give, catching the eyes for her. And even someone puts his hand up her leg, and you're like, "Uh oh, this is going places." And of course, he pulls out a card, but. It it gets very uncomfortable pretty quick, um, but I like her as a character. Um, she's a pretty, she's going to be a very good uh, person for this uh, series. I would just say that for right now. Um, Sammy, what are what were your thoughts watching this episode? Um, I also enjoyed the casino setting. It uh, brings a lot of color, a little little pop to the show. I gotta say, uh, I like the. It was a Faye, right? Faye, is that her name? Yes. Uh, I like her, and you're right, it is very anime, skinny, curvaceous, maybe adolescent. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, they're always drawn <laughs> like they're 16. Well, they're always drawn like they're 12, uh, but then they're also, yeah. you know, but gifted and, and very yeah. mature. But they're probably 18, but they look yes. like they're 12. Yes, yeah. yes. It's an Asian thing, folks. She would fit very well in the Overfiend. We, we just we have to mention that every time we do this show. Jeez, <laughs> why do you got to bring it up? I think if you see the Overfiend, you find out everything fits. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh Lord. 
I so sidetrack. Uh, on that note, Troy was sending is sending me a copy so I can finally watch it. Mm. And I I reached out to Jose, who was our our lawyer friend, and so I could get legal advice and, and wanted to know if <laughs> maybe sending that over state lines if that was maybe a felony and something that you shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> He's going to get back to me. So maybe hold off on sending that across state lines. So, <laughs> okay, good. Cause I've really got to get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. You got to get out of your house. So sorry, Sammy. I, I interrupted you with the, uh, no, it's with fine. some lawyer talk. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I did like the setting and the way, uh, the light, you know, the slight, uh, I don't know what they call that. Uh, it's kind of like a, like almost like a, an old school, what they call the stuntman. The stuntman called it something where the one stuntman would fall out of camera and then come back up and it'd be the actor. I can't remember what that trick was called. God, I'm terrible. I used to, man, I used to know that like anything. Anyway, I like the trick with the chip. Uh, this movie, I mean, this movie, this uh, show, this episode seems to be orally fixated too. The cigarette, the chip. Yes. Uh, a lot of close-ups of mouths. Uh, maybe more so than normal, uh, but I mean it's fine. I, I was glad to see the do- the data dog again. Uh, that that was nice, and again I enjoyed the camaraderie of uh, Jet Black and uh, or Troy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spike and and their kind of you know their banter, um, especially in well we'll talk about it more with episode four, but I did really kind of enjoy. Uh, they're kind of banter back and forth about the girl and stuff. And obviously the girl adds a mix to their relationship that I, after it was over, I just thought to myself, because again, I've never seen this series. So I thought to myself, I wonder if we'll see her again. Um, so, I mean, they set that up good. Yeah. I will say of the first three episodes, even though I like the look of the casino and some of the other stuff, this one felt like it, just dragged a little bit in the beginning. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. It picks up quite a bit toward the last uh, 10 minutes or so, but just a little bit of, I don't know. I, I, I think the heavy, the casino guy, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. I think he was a little, I don't know, a little copy and paste for me. A little, I just didn't really, wasn't like the, the heavies in the first two episodes. Yeah, he's kind of a little bland um, when it comes to criminals. Of course, he comes and goes really quick. Now the other guys obviously come and go too, but his screen time as a as a as a villain is very minimal. Yeah. Um, you know, Faye is kind of set up as the foil for Jet and and, and uh, Spike there for a while. So, anytime I hear anyone say Gordon, do you know what immediately comes to mind? The part in Batman eighty nine where he goes, "Let him go, or I'll do Gordon." That's all. Every time someone says Gordon, that's I don't understand how your brain works, man. <laughs> you don't want to know. Dude, trust me. Batman 89, I have seen probably 200 times. Is, is that it your, is, most, your most seen film? Uh, besides Pulp Fiction, I think Batman 89. No, I was going to say Pulp Fiction be. is his most seen film. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Troy, what were your, what were your thoughts besides your wrong take about the first 10 minutes of this being slow? Uh, it's my least of, the episodes I've watched so far out of the four. Really? Okay. So I'm, I'm glad it's third. I, I would actually say if it were the second episode or a little bit earlier, I, I might've struggled with this series out of the gate because I mean, this, this thing is set up to just introduce the, the Faye Valentine character. 
Mm-hmm. And I think she plays better in the next one we're going to talk about versus this one. And to me, this feels like, uh, <laughs> I mean, this episode has to be the most watched and probably paused episode of the series among 13 year old Japanese boys, because mm-hmm. there's tons. You haven't seen all the episodes. Yet. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I was, I was afraid you were going to say that, Brad. I, I, I think though, I'll argue that, that there's a more pausable scene in episode four, but We'll get there when we get there. Well, yes, the handcuff scene. Um, oh, yeah. At yeah. that, that moment, I was like, I was looking down for a second. I looked up and I looked down. And I looked Whoa. <laughs> right back up. Yeah. It, so that was out of place in four. But this one has all the butt shots of her. Um, <laughs> it is fixated with her butt. It, yes. it is. Uh, and I I don't know. I Here's the... I'm not a huge Japanimation fan, so I don't know. Brad, is is this like the typical Japanimation female character that you find? Oh, absolutely, yes. This okay. is very stereotypical. Um, some of them are even worse. Um, her, what was going? Her breasts aren't as big as some other uh, anime characters are, but they are drawn very adolescent-like, um, but very mature in certain areas. Um, and uh, that's just something that comes with the territory. It's and it's very men are always creeps to the sexy eighteen-year-old yeah. girl too. Um, this yes, is, this is like reviewing on thin ice. Is what this is like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and and again, I just uh, like I love Spike. And we Jack. all have daughters here too, so we're yeah. you know we so it's like uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I I like the relationship between Jet and Spike. That that for me so far is the highlight of the series. I like their interaction. Um, This character for me, the series is the best when it has these just, I don't know, unique and original villains. Gordon wasn't that, but I know that the focus of this thing was on Faye Valentine and she's supposed to be the female spike for all intent and purpose. And I guess it, I don't know. There's she's okay. I, I just, when I'm watching this thing, I'm like, wow, they were really going for this 13, 14 year old boy audience who's supposed to just go, you know, crazy for this girl who shoots like machine guns and gets uh, handcuffed um, and has like 15 butt shots during the episode. But where's, where's minimal shorts and a top. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it, it took away from the episode. It, it just felt bland in relation to the first two episodes I just watched. I mean, I love the first one, that sort of Robert Rodriguez film noirish. Um, just that thing comes at you and, and just slaps you in the forehead and says, Hey, you're going to love the series. And I, and I really like the second one too. This one just, and, and this, <laughs> this probably sounds silly. This one felt like Japanimation, whereas the other two felt like little, uh, snippets of great sort of story to- storytelling playing, um, I don't know, homage to to other films and genres and everything else. Yeah. Um, I guess you can kind of think of this one as episode three, part one, and then there's an episode, there, the next one. Yeah. Now, something that we haven't seen so far is a continuation of an episode, which we'll get into it, but I have yep. a few other questions on this. But just think about this one as, you know, episode three, part one, and then the fourth episode is kind of a continuation of this episode, which isn't something that we've seen in the series quite yet. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that I, was an adjustment as well. I mean, that's what I said. I think the 
I mean, obviously, I knew from watching enough television that we were going to see Faye again because they gave her way too much meat on the bone yep. in this episode. Yep. And so I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. So now we have what could be tie-in episodes. Like, so I'm expecting almost like old school bounty hunter shows, villain of the week, which you kind of get here, but we get an introduction to a hero here. And then it goes kind of back to the villain of the week thing. And so I, I was kind of surprised by that. I did like the third one more after I saw the fourth one, meaning after yeah. I watched the third episode, I went, Ooh, I, this is not, this was, I felt duped a little bit watching the first two episodes and you come to the third one. I'm like, this feels like a Japanimation TV show. That might be a little bit unkind. I, it might be, but on its own, it's not as good as the first two. And then the fourth is so good. It redeems the third one. To me, to me, I would say like, Episode one is a 10 out of 10. Episode two is a nine out of 10. I would say episode three is an eight out of 10. And then I think episode four is, I was going to say it is a 10 out of 10. So, I mean, it, this, the show, this might be a low point, but it's not as low as some other shows. Yeah, it's not terrible. Maybe. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. not terrible. It's just that the first two come in uh, just are, are so good. Yes. This one seemed out of place in terms of quality compared to the first two. And again, it's all, it's all build up too. There's it, a lot of build is. up. Yeah. Um, I, I do have an important question for both of you. Cause I know that we've all come from places where this would be popular. Who has been to a honky tonk before? Oh yeah. <laughs> Few actually in your area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sammy, I know you and I are <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been to a few honky tonks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I'm not a country music person, but I have uh, dabbled in a few honky tonks before, mostly in college. Yeah, but yeah, I've been to some uh, nice, uh, yuppie, middle class white honky tonks. Yeah, and I've been to some honky tonks that uh, resemble uh, the honky tonk and Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay, what was that band, uh, Sammy? Uh, the Kentucky Headhunters. Didn't they have a honky tonk song? Yeah. 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 Uh, they had some. Yeah. They yeah. were honky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and honky tonk. I don't like to talk talk too much about uh, the Kentucky Heritage. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, yeah. Uh, the the honky tonk woman. That's a Rolling Stone song, right? Isn't right. that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So again, there's a lot of things this show does, and it makes like reference to songs or just pop culture. Well, I guess the Rolling Stones from like 1969 might not be the most pop culture thing, but they do make references to a lot of things. Again, we got Bowie, we got Rolling Stones, we got 2001 in this one, you know, before we were getting El Mariachi and Desperado, um, things like that. So that's what the show does, man. It, it kind of has those influences and it, it comes out, um, it's, Any more on ep oh, Go ahead. I was going to say it's heavily, you can tell it's heavily influenced by different genres of film and music. So mm -hmm. I, that's what I like about it is you can kind of watch this and you're not just picking out things from film, but if you're a music buff, you're going to get something out of this too. So I, I mean, I'm still in three did not derail my love for this show already. It just was, uh, I, I don't know, just, it was a little bit of a, what happened? Um, what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the stylization and the editing and all those things are still there, but yeah, I don't. I, I for me, it really kind of comes back to 
the the heavy in this episode. He's just, I mean, it's just a corporate casino heavy boss guy, and it just it felt bland. And it uh, every time they go back to him, I was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, and I, it just will, hurt the pacing for me. I will say this: I'm so impressed by the ship design. Now you talked about it with phase ship. I love that, but I really love the space station casino. How it's just kind of looks like this big floating roulette wheel. Yeah, it's space. got the roulette like hologram around it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we give this thing already three episodes in enough credit in terms of the animation and the style. I yeah. I'm really digging it. So even if I'm bored with the villain or, you know, it feels kind of, all right, I'm dragging a little bit. The stuff that's going on in the background's a lot of fun to watch. The, the one thing though is <laughs> in the future are all the gambling games the same as they are today. That seems just weird to me. Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, I would have figured there'd be, you know, something different instead of blackjack, back rat, roulette, stuff like that. Give me the craps, man. I'll play craps all day. Pick a number. That, that's yeah. Like pick, pick a number. <laughs> Kino. Kino. Yeah. Kino. Yeah. Um, anything else on episode three that we want to hit on before we move on to what we all would yeah would, no let's i want to talk about the good the good episode okay yeah so episode <laughs> episode three uh episode four i'm sorry picks up not i won't say like immediately after because we kind of open up on Faye uh straighted in her ship she's out of fuel um and she's out of food let's see oh and then we are on gamamede which is like a moon of jupiter or saturn i can't remember which one um, and we are talking about sea rats and, uh, with spike in, in jets and they are there for a bounty on a guy named Morgan and Morgan would be your 1950s greaser type guys, right? He looks kind of very, uh, what was that movie trope? The Wanderers. He's very Wanderers esque. Yes. Yep. Um, I love the Wanderers. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know what? That's one of the musicals that I will, I will, I will watch. It's not really it's not uh, as yeah. It's I, well, I, that, nobody really breaks out in song. They just kind of dance a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you should with that stuff with me. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, so okay. understand. Um, uh, but uh, but Morgan is killed by what I was telling Troy last week. Are these equal eco warriors or eco terrorists? Uh, the space warriors. And one of them, his uh, his name is Harrison, and uh, he he plays right into the name Harrison. If you uh, know anyone named Harrison, they're probably the most spoiled brat kid you've ever met in your entire life. No offense to any Harrisons out there, but you know it's true. Um, anyway, I was going to tell you guys, I got this email from Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom. Uh, yeah, mom. Uh, and, and during the shootout, uh, which I think – the shootouts and the gunplay, uh, it, it's very well. You were talking about the stylistic choices and the visuals in this. All the gunplay stuff is really good. The shootout in three at the very beginning with her shooting the, you know, the machine gun and it's kind of going first person. And then um, in this one with all the guns that they pull out on Morgan, um, really well done. Um, you know, they do the violence really well in this show to keep it at like that. I think this was rated uh, TV 14. So it's nothing like no one is getting, you know, 
It's not gruesome. There's blood not everywhere or yeah. anything like that, but people are killed and, and murdered. Um, yeah. yeah, so this, this episode and the previous episode, uh, I, again, I'm watching these on Hulu. It gave the uh, mature warning. Okay, okay. I think um, due to the violence and probably more the sexualization. Oh, the, yeah. The handcuffing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, and then we kind of meet the leader of this, uh, the Space Warriors, Twinkle Maria Murdoch, who is uh, such a great character. A great she character. Is one of great the name. Best. Yes. Yeah, she's one of the best villains. Um. Yes, and and kind of these space warriors, they are out to, I guess, free or or their their cause is the the sea rats, um, and they wear sea rat like mask on, which is great. I thought they oh, were man. carcasses. They were like sea rat carcasses that were on their heads to turn I, I into think, masks. I don't think that would fit their their wokeness. Yeah, but, well, I, Troy. but I thought that was because they're a bit inept. So I kind of thought, yeah, <laughs> that would. Be ironic and funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, once again, Jet, being the smart guy, Troy, like you, being the smart guy, realizes who this person is, knows that they have a $20 million bounty, and they capture her and take her to the Bebop. Um, and then we pretty much immediately realize that the government has dropped that uh, bounty on her because the space warriors basically have made a deal with the chief minister of the I S S P I believe is what it is. And, um, if they basically don't let her go, they will drop what well, we don't know it now, but they will drop this virus upon uh game. mean, which, uh, the virus is called monkey business and monkey business is basically, um, a, a bio weapon that turns people into basically monkeys because, our DNA is only 2% difference. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the monkey, the, the ones that are in the cages that they show um, really cool effect. Um, you know, very sort of planet of the apes in the, in this sort of deal, uh, much more vicious even than the remakes. Um, they're, they're pretty, pretty gnarly. Let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, and then the bebop kind of receives a, kind of distress call and they find Faye again. And guess what? They handcuff her again. So, uh, we get that short shorts again. Yes, we get that. Um, and, she, and then, but she, she blew all the money that she stole from him on clothes yeah. that she's not wearing, not wearing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, cause, <laughs> cause Hey, guess she what? She has George? more suspenders than she has yeah. any other article. Of her that's, clothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yep. Because this show is teaching us that women be shopping is what this show is trying to teach little boys. Well, um, I, I love when you first see her. She's she's run out of gas. She's floating in space. And you just see her eating snacks and just yeah, waiting. Yeah, she stole a bunch of food from the Bebop yeah. um, on her way out. So as ships are passing, she's using the, hey, can anybody help me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's using her sweet voice and, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the the random chance of the bebop coming on her i i love spike and jet's expression when they realize it's her it, they're yep. just like are are you kidding me <laughs> so that that was a highlight yep yep um and then upon going upon uh miss murdoch's um possessions spike spike finds this object um 
And on the side of it, it definitely has like a biohazard symbol on the side. Yet he is trying to break it open. And um, eventually he does by shooting it with a gun. Um, and then we find our space warrior friends um, coming to get uh, Miss Murdoch. And then there's like a cool, like basically like five minute sequence of I fight in hyperspace, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, you know, I, I don't know how easy it is for, for ships to do basically U-turns in hyperspace, but they do it in this show. Um, and then, well, it's, it's, it's the space between two gates, right? Yeah. So, and that's hyperspace. They're they're basically creating like a, so they're folding a piece of paper, Troy. Yes. And you know, the the two, the the quickest way between two points. But one of the cool things I like about this show that you don't see. So in most of the science fiction, the technology to go in, into hyperspace is usually on the ship. So these ships don't have that technology, but they access technology in the form of going through these rings to go into hyperspace to get from one location to the other. Yep. And I, I find that interesting because in, in this case, you can do a little bit more with it because like you said, it makes no sense if the Millennium Falcon is like doing a U-turn in hyperspace or something because that technology is on the ship, right? But now you've got this area that ships can travel into and things can go down in it and it's not tied to the ship, but you have this whole other set of rules that are going to take place based on what happens there, which kind of how this episode plays out. And I, I thought that was unique. Like I hadn't seen that before with yeah. any kind of science fiction piece. And I don't know if that's where mass effect kind of got their mass relays or whatever, but that uh. kind of is plays on, on that is they use an object to be able to travel through space much more quickly, not the ship, but an object like you're talking about. Um, and again, we kind of find this, this motif happens a lot. Um, Spike kind of switching something out or stealing something from somebody really quick. In this case, he has puts the um, object that was inside of her, Miss um, Murdoch's um, bag, the little triangle piece uh, that ends up, uh, destroying them. Um, and, and again, we always kind of see spike at the end or, or whatever thinking at one point he's not in control, but kind of at the end of the show, realizing that he was knew what he was doing the whole time. Um, you know, they're trying to buck that whole him being this goofball. Um, even when he's, you know, not, um, like in the first episode, he gets knocked out, but you know he took the red eye. This time, he put the object in her pocket when he needed to. So Spike is kind of always in the background doing things that you might not realize at the time, and then it, it comes to fruition at the end. So I like that about about Spike. So um, Sammy, I'll start with you again. What uh, episode four? What did you think about uh, Gateway Shuffle? Um, I probably think this is my favorite episode so far. A thousand percent agree. Yeah. And I think the reason being is there's there's some nice horror elements here. There's a bit of darkness. Obviously, the the lead, she's almost got like a Bride of Frankenstein type of look. The uh, What's her name? The crazy name? <laughs> uh, Maria Murdoch. Twinkle. Twinkle Maria Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some, I'm glad you didn't introduce me as Twinkle Marie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he was, I, I'm getting that next episode. 
<laughs> but she is visually interesting. Uh, her kids are, or her family is, is, is bratty and, and all that stuff. And then of course the mask, uh, I've often talked about this in, in many podcasts I've been in that, you know, masks are always a little bit unsettling. Uh, these are comical in a way, but they're still unsettling. Like it bothered me. I was like, what, what is going on? Sometimes the more cartoony they are, like the more freaky they can be because yeah. they're so out of place. Yeah. They were just kind of like, what is going on? You know? And, and I like the, you know, I mean, they're kind of like, are they eco-terrorists? Is that eco-terrorism? Mm-hmm. I, guess I mean, that that's, I mean, I, mean, Troy, I think that's Troy would know before we would know. Yeah. You're playing Final Fantasy VII, Troy. <laughs> they are the pinnacle eco-terrorists in, in my uh, professional opinion. Yeah, there we go. You're just getting started, but yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I am an amateur, but as I learn, these, these folks are textbook. The, the overall vibe of this episode is a little bit more adult in nature, I think. I mean, we, we get kind of the, it kind of just opens a little bit more on the sexuality in episode three. Whether it be perverse or not, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. But this one, the sexuality is there, but so is the horrific elements kind of mixed with it. And when I say that, the monkey, the ape men in this bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too, man. They, they were scary. They were disturbing. Yeah, yeah. they were They're gnarly, they were man. really scary. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I hope those things don't get loose because I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. Yeah. Um, but I liked all of those elements of the show. Plus, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit it eventually ends up on this sequence where uh, Faye is kind of handcuffed uh, in, in the ship. And I am, I'm just going to be forthright and say this right now. I am not into that kind of thing. It's not my thing. Okay. No, we're not going to kink shame if you are. Yeah. But well, I'm just going to say this one, this one got to me a little bit. Okay. I was oh, just like, <laughs> what? what? I had to do a double take. I'm like, Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> those are some long suspenders. Yep. <laughs> But I was, just, did, I was kind of impressed by that. You didn't hit the pause, did you? No, nah, no, I didn't hit the pause. Okay, I didn't good. go that far. Okay. All right. You know, I'm, I'm 48. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that motivated at this point in my life. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that would cause me to expend energy. Um, <laughs> but there's a flirtatious kind of relationship developing here too. Now, so her and Spike. It was there in the in episode three a little bit. We didn't really talk about it much. It was there just a little bit, but here it's kind of developing more, and uh, I like that. I I like when characters flirt with each other, male female, female male, male dog, you know, whatever. Just I, I like that kind of jokey, kind of poking the bear type of mentality. Like you think you're tough, you think you're this, you think. I mean, I just think it adds a lot to a character, and I think for me this episode really rounded out spike a lot more for me as well um he seems to have a different maybe not a different motivation but certainly a wider motivation going forward maybe and i thought that was kind of interesting the only thing i I guess the only thing i was kind of if there's one fault here i wish there was man i really like the jet black character and i feel like he's a little bit on the back burner in this episode just a little bit but i still yeah yeah, I mean, I, I thought the episode was great. I love the horrific elements, the kind of horror-themed elements of the show. And and this is easily my favorite episode so far. 
Yeah, Troy, what what do you think? I agree with everything Sammy said. It's Absolutely. my favorite. Yeah. It so here here's the thing. This this series or this show and I'm we're only talking four episodes in. How many are there, Brad? Like 20 some? 26. 26. Okay. So four episodes in. I would say that the show's at its best when you get this unusual villain, a comedy element that is original but yet subtle. And in a great example is Jet Black is relaying all of this information about these eco terrorists and what's at stake. And here you have Spike in the background, like trying to open this virus, more or less, trying to get into this container. And you're watching what's her name's expression. Yeah, the side eye that Maria is giving him. Yeah, she is freaking out because he's doing everything, slamming against the wall, twisting it. Finally, he pulls that gun out, and it looks like she's going to have an aneurysm. But in yeah. in this whole time, you're getting very important elements of the story and plot that Jet Black is giving you. But off to the side, you've got Spike opening this vial and Marie just freaking out over because she knows what's in there. And you don't think Spike does. You think he's sort of a bumbling idiot. Uh, and, and when the comedy is at play like that, I, I really, really enjoy the show. And then the action sequences are tense. It's something you haven't seen before, just kind of like that whole gateway thing. Um, and you get an unexpected ending. I, I'm just four episodes in three of these episodes have surprised me 100% in terms of how they turn out and where it goes. And that's when I think this, this whole kind of idea or concept is sort of filing on all, all, all six cylinders. But um, I, I gotta tell you so far, these villains, these space warriors, eco terrorists with the sea rats on their heads are my favorite, <laughs> just absolutely yeah. They're, they're my favorite thing I've seen so far. Um, well, and then you've got the comedy with Harrison. Yes. Um, and, and then, of course, she punishes him, and you see him in the cage, and he's turned into a monkey um, yeah. later on. So, But it, it's yeah, so much fun. It's, it's, yep. This episode is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I, I think it's, I, yeah, I agree with what Troy said. It's it, it has a really simple formula that when it follows it, it really nails it. And it's just, it's just a touch of comedy. And this one's got, like I said, a touch of horror to it, which is yeah. interesting. I didn't expect that. I expected it more to stay, you know, in the action realm. Uh, I find her Maria's dance when they are just executing Morgan uh, at the <laughs> breakfast table. Like, it is like creepy. Yeah. Um, and they're killing a guy at breakfast, man, like at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean not since Pulp Fiction has been more drama been taken at breakfast than yeah. That's so, just evil, man. You know, you don't I do know. anything at least until afternoon. Yeah. Let me have some coffee before I get just murked. <laughs> and there's there's something about the ending. So in my head, I'm like, yep, these are the worst bounty hunters ever in the entire galaxy. They can't get it right. But We're 0 for 4. Yeah. There's something about the way this ends. To Sammy's point, you start to sort of get this glimpse that Spike has something about him that given the choice, he's going to go for, you know, saving the universe. He he has that hero aspect aspect to him versus the bounty hunter, which makes it unique. Which now you've gotten the fourth scenario where they don't get the bounty, but they save the universe, and because of everything that's online and sort of picking up um, Faye as as a new member, it works for me. 
So I'm, I'm not sitting here complaining like, oh my gosh, is this another episode where they don't get the bounty? You start to get this element between the character development where you go, okay, the choices that Jet and Spike make specifically, they're always going to choose sort of what's right versus the money. You, you get that. And it seems like in every scenario they've been plagued with so far, that, that choice has always been presented to them. Mm. Yeah, one of the the kind of the themes that goes throughout this show is sort of the crew of the Cowboy Bebop being caught in the middle between law and the unlawful. So like in this episode, it was the ISSP and the Space Warriors. Like they're literally in between those two groups. Um, and that happens a lot. So they're kind of this neutral third party. But I mean, obviously they're not neutral, but they're caught in between kind of the good and evil uh, of the universe, which I like that as well. Um, and, you know, you, we haven't really seen. So again, you know, Spike has this ability to, to fight and do all this stuff, but, you know, we see all the other people in this world who are kind of way much, way more, um, my homicidal and things like that, like this eco group, I mean, literally just lays this Morgan guy you know, puts hundreds of bullets in him well, and shows literally no remorse. Not just Morgan, um, but everybody at the table because he's with like four yeah, girls or something. Ladies, they, yeah. they massacre everybody, the, even these innocent people there. Yeah, yeah. And and we see, you know, Spike and Jet are definitely not capable of, of, of things like that. Um, a, because a bounty is only good if the person is brought in alive. Um, but, you know, morally, we know that, that Spike... Uh, wouldn't do anything like that. So, yeah, um, that's an it's, it's just an interesting take on on his character. There's a level of kind of chivalry with these two guys. Yeah, that, yep, absolutely. That's the word I was trying to reach for. You're, that's perfect. <laughs> yes, they'll open the door for a lady, you know, yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and the, but that goes to another side of the thing too. I wanted to make sure we touched on that. There's also. So the Faye Valentine character, now she's crossed the boundary. She's kind of crossed the line now with them. She's using their shower, uh, which, oh, yeah. really, which really bothers Spike. And yeah. I, I love that whole thing. <laughs> and I love the way this episode ends because as chivalrous as he is, he still thinks he's a, he, he still, obviously he's still a bit of a, a young man who uh, is making ill decisions. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jet Black tries to warn him. And I, and I think it's very funny. And uh, very well done. Yeah, so so I guess at the end of this episode, our crew is now increased to four. So you have Jet, uh, Spike, Ayn, and, and Faye are now our crew. So um, obviously, as the show goes on, there will be additions to that crew. Um, you know, but but yeah. So like I said, I would agree with you guys. I think episode four right now is the highlight of the. Um, series um, and to think that you could have that strong episode one and literally beat it in the first four episodes is, is you know, goes to kind of speak to the quality of, of the show. Um, I like two a lot because of kind of the, kind of the shift that it does. And it kind of, it, it, it teaches you that this show is going to go in so many different directions. Um, and then, I think three, I, I like three much more than you guys. Um, it is a lot of setup, but if you kind of combine it into four, 
it it really makes four pay off quite a bit. So well, um, the, I, I think that's the thing is that one on its own is fantastic. Two on its own is fantastic. Three on its own is meh. Now three in combination with four, I think is pretty good. And again, yeah. this is this is my take on it. Four is the episode out of out of what we've seen so far. After watching four, it was so hard not to keep going. I, I literally had to tell Cameron, you need to peel this remote from my hand right now before I go to episode five and six, because we're supposed to watch it next week. But four was the one that almost made me binge um, because it was that good. Yeah. Joy. Keep going. No. Now I'm doing it two two week two week. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. turning into Play Tabitha, and I'm just gonna watch like Play eighteen a day. I, yeah. I have to admit, it, it, four was the one too that made me think. Well, maybe it, it is that episode, it's that hook episode, the one where it's, it's kind of got its hooks in you know, and it's like you want to know what happens. Yes. Next now. So, yep. Absolutely. Which is what any good television or serial program should do. It it's got to get its hooks in you pretty quick, because you can you know, if you're talking even a twenty minute episode, you're talking you know, 400 minutes of your life. It's yeah, got you know, to get its hooks in you. But I was, I was hooked on one and two. It's just four was the well, one. I think the story, the story yes. and, and the characters are yeah. more, they're rounding now. They're, yes. they're getting more and more round. Yes. Like I could see me wearing a jet black shirt now. I mean, I wouldn't, but I could see me buying one for my son. What? <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with the cowboy bebop t-shirt. Okay. And okay. I, guess, I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not 50 yet, so I, I maybe I can get away with it. <laughs> it would look pretty bad. It looked pretty bad for our, me and Troy's age group to walk around. It looked pretty bad if I wore that and went to my daughter's college now, <laughs> trying to look yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Steve Buscemi. Uh, what was that movie where he goes back to school or whatever? I forget what it is. Anyway, um, yeah. I any final thoughts? I guess this is every. We would all co-sign that this is the best episode so far i yeah. would say that yep mm-hmm. okay yeah i think this one's got the the most interesting characters i think it's animated the best i think it's paced the best out of all the episodes i think i might like the action sequence in three more than i like it's, it's weird three's a weird episode because like i said it drags for me but i really like that action sequence at the back end of three. Oh yeah i i yeah, that yeah. whole spacesuit with the flipping the, the chip magnets. Yeah, and all I, that was really cool. That's actually my favorite shot of the first four is him going upside down, mm. and then literally the the animation of it flipping is yep. my favorite shot of the whole first four episodes. Yeah, um, I think that is brilliant. Um, I love it. it it's really it, good. It looks good. It it just it kind of I don't know. It 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 speaks to anything for like film or TV. If what is going on to the front half doesn't get you emotionally involved or you're connected to those characters. It doesn't matter how cool the back end is. It can sometimes feel a little flat. Whereas in the fourth one, that whole sequence when they are trying to stop those bombs in that hyperspace sort of channel, I literally sat up in my chair, like what's going to happen because I was so into that episode. Whereas three I get to the back end. I'm like, well, that looks really cool. I really like what they're doing here, but I w- just wasn't vested into it the way that I was in any of the other episodes. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Okay. And, and you guys can uh, say I'm crazy. 
episode four will not be in your favorite top five episodes when we're done with this. What? I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> wow. But this one has monkeys. I know. <laughs> well, and none of them, none of them are killed. So that yeah. you know of. So well, you know. no, this had monkeys that lived, and they were scary monkeys. So they were scary. Yeah. It's already in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident that at the end of this, when we were saying, man, my favorite episodes, we won't be talking about four. I don't know, Brad. There wasn't a monkey in here that was wow. brutally shot in its chest <laughs> and it was holding that chest wound while it was dying in its owner's hand. No, this is so not far. The this, this is a great episode because it didn't have that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still okay. bitter. I'm still bitter about the fall, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so for next week, we are watching episode five, which is Ballad of Fallen Angels, and episode six, Sympathy Sympathy for the Devil. Um, uh, what, which, another stone song? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. It's like Martin oh. Scorsese. Hey, hey, is this directed by Martin Scorsese or what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's really bad. I'll see myself out guys. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll join us next week uh, for sessions for, for five and, and six. Um, Sammy, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at uh, the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema. That's the podcast. Uh, there's a blog page. DGGTMC blog dot blogspot.com. Maybe. I don't know. I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. If you Google it, it'll come up. Some people still write for the blog, which is nice. Uh, I really appreciate that if they're listening. So thank you guys. Um, yeah, you can find me there and then and I'm around. From Parts Unknown, Sammy. Yep, parts <laughs> Unknown. Troy, what about our little podcast? Well, if you... And I sent you that stat. What was the stat that I showed you that there's like 2.1 million podcasts, but only, four, only 400,000 are still active. So, you know, we're, we're one of... 400,000. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I think we're ranked 398,422. <laughs> if if like I that. was yeah, we're, looking we're, at the yeah. charts there. No, yeah. if, if you want to hear uh, us talk about movies that bomb theatrically, you can find us at notabombpod.com. You can find us on iTunes. Well, you know what? Anywhere you're getting your podcast, that's where we're going to be. And yep. uh, we just finished talking about... Titan AE and yeah, next with week Zoe, with Zoe, Zoe from the Backlook Cinema podcast. Yep, which was awesome. We're getting ready to do a Disney film. Can you believe that a Disney film bombed? That's kind of Dude, I can actually, yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert, <laughs> it was at the time the most expensive anime film ever created. Yeah, but I mean a Disney animated film in like, I don't know, the last 30 years. I just Disney prints money when they do animated films, but not the one we're going to talk about, which is what, Brad? There was no singing lion in that one. Uh, It is uh, Treasure Planets, which is the third, the third adaptation that Disney did of Treasure Island. Yeah. They did Treasure Island, Muppet Treasure Island, and then Treasure Planet. The third time was not the charm. Yeah, I've never seen it. I watched it with my son. he, He really liked it a lot. Oh, really? Okay. I've never seen it. I'm, I'm excited to watch it, so. It is on Disney Plus. So yep. if you have Disney Plus, you can watch it there. Yeah, we pumped uh, up the surround sound and we had a pretty good time with it, I got to say. Sweet. So, yeah. So thank you for joining us. Um, we hope you uh, are watching along with us again. I know I'm saying this at the end of the episode, but spoiler alert, you know, 
we, we do. You don't know how to do spoiler alerts. You don't, you don't tell everybody like what happened. And then an hour later, you're like, Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, it's a blanket. You're you're listening along. You're listening along with us. Just, you know, just know it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Troy, I don't like your attitude tonight. I'm sorry. You're you're Friday night, Troy on a Thursday. I'm not sauced. I'm just saying. (laughs) Saucy. I'm saucy, not sauced. There we go. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. um, And we'll see you next week. All right. See you later. Bye.